0: I am the Phenomenal A.J. Star Delete! You're talking to the Rolex! Wearing! Diamond ring! Wearing! Kiss stealing! Woo! wheel dealing Limousine right Jet flying! Son of a gun! And, I'm...
1: and now, your World Podcast Champion Oh yeah, Travis. We're back. Finally, we're back. Back again. Mammy here. Yep. Travi too. Nope, just me. Uh, sorry guys about the hiatus. Um, I was in California one week and then the other week I'm not sure what happened and yep, here we are.
0: The other week is you just didn't call me.
1: Uh, yeah, you're also doing something on Thursday night and getting home late.
0: That's not true. I got home at 11. That's too late. Okay. Um, FYI, it's 1045 right now.
1: Well, I was already in the mode of you weren't going to do it. But (laughs) good point.
0: I know. I'm just like a needle with a point.
1: Yeah, except your points suck. Um, So much stuff has gone on three weeks. I mean, I don't want to backtrack three weeks. That's too much. But we can, like, summarize the stuff. Uh, What's the first topic you want to talk about, Travis.
0: Well, I am actually pulling up my list of topics, and I was I was hoping I would still be able to pull it up too because I was like, oh, I wonder if uh, it will hang up the phone or anything like that. But it does not, so we're cool. Um, so why don't we start off with one of the big quote-unquote storylines right off the bat, uh, Kurt Angle and his son, gone. Jason Jordan.
1: Yeah, okay, I got to say already – did you know they're already squashing the Jordan Miz feud at SummerSlam?
0: Do what now? Squat? What do you mean squashing? They're already it? they're
1: already not going to do it. They've no, already say, they're, already well, saying, already they're already saying they're already saying they're going to backtrack and make him go against somebody else.
0: No, they've already started doing it though. I they, know they but, built up on it on Monday, so I doubt that. Uh,
1: one to one of the main's one of the main websites said this too. It's not just me talking to my ass. One of the main. I, just, resc- I
0: didn't accuse you of that. <laughs>
1: Oh, I know, but you usually do, so I figured. Um, But I was like, are you serious? You didn't give him a chance. I guess they're saying that the crowd didn't react the way they wanted him to on the Jason Jordan Miz Miz TV thing. Which
0: I don't think that's true because I watched the Hulu version, and no, they weren't, like, ecstatic over it. Like, I don't know if they expected him to get some sort of big pop right off the bat when he didn't – I mean, they're still trying to compress the fact that they're going with this – Kurt Angle has a illegitimate son <laughs> story, which, by the way, speaking of the whole illegitimate son thing, um, after watching SmackDown this week, man, why didn't they use Chad Gable instead? I know,
1: everybody's saying me, that.
0: Because tell me that the moonsault that he pulled off didn't remind you of Kurt Angle, and then oh, yeah. abo- above all things, it would just make Able- more sense. Yes, and he was, and he actually competed in the Olympics. So, either way, you would have been good. Oh, I didn't know that. Either way.
1: Oh, hold up. Um, But I didn't – I guess I didn't know. I think I knew at one point, but I forgot Chad Gable's in the Olympics.
0: Yeah, he didn't didn't win, obviously. Like, he didn't win the gold or anything, but he did compete. Um, Hmm. So, he actually has competed for uh, America in the Olympic Games. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, to me,
0: that's where it would have made a lot more sense, but – I, I get the route they're going Does, with Jason Jordan. So, doesn't I mean, I feel
1: it. Just feels like like WWE is like scrounging around for that next big star too much. I feel it. it feels like?
0: Well, and and they are because their biggest star John Cena is is about to leave.
1: Exactly, and they're scrounging. Well, okay, around.
0: okay, yeah. I was gonna say, okay, let me rephrase that. He's not about to leave. He's just not gonna be a full timer. Yeah, yeah. Will. Which he already got dogged on for that. Which uh, it was like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Let's let's start dogging Cena now. Dude, so.
1: I would love if they dogged him enough where he came back as like like a Hollywood version of The Rock and like a heel Cena. Oh, that'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, wouldn't it? Like finally, churn him. Jeez. Yeah, I just don't think we're ever gonna no, have that. No. So, but what? Speaking speaking of Cena, uh, mm-hmm. the Cena Nakamura match on Tuesday. What do you think?
1: Yeah, pretty good. I think it lived up.
0: I, I do too I think it did too did you expect that to go the way that they did though
1: no but I I mean, totally
0: thought Cena was going to win
1: oh yeah everybody thought that but, yeah uh, and they
0: threw the curveball of Nakamura who yeah. would have thought
1: seriously and I think it goes back to they are really scrounging around for trying to make that next wrestler because Cena's won so many titles so many things and they really need new stars to go over
0: oh yeah Okay. And you
1: know everybody knows this. Nakamura's been like barely swimming above water. You know he's has. I mean, I like him, but everybody backstage is like saying, at least on the you know the reports and stuff, that it's nothing what they thought he would be.
0: Well, it's because Nakamura appeals to the hardcore fans, and that's the problem. Is WWE's product is not centered for hardcore fans anymore. It is centered for the casual fan mm-hmm. that tunes in. Uh, every once in a while, sometimes on a Monday or a Tuesday. It's not centered for us guys who have watched since we were six years old. Yep. But while you bring that up, though, there's you heard the rumor of another shake-up going to happen oh, yeah. sometime, right? Gosh. Only they're, they're adding a twist to it, though. What? What? Sending guys to NXT.
1: Yeah, which... Do you already know? Okay, this is what I was going to tell you, actually. We're actually wasn't open with this. Did you hear about... I actually wrote an article today about it. They're talking about sending Enzo Amore to NXT and or 205 Live, both.
0: He would benefit from – well, Corey Graves even said it on the more – the recent edition of Bring It to the Table on the network Mm -hmm. was he he thinks Enzo would benefit from 205 Live. And I think he would too um, because – I mean, I just don't see it. I do because he is a small guy, uh, so he would be working with guys – that are basically his size and on top of that he'd be working uh, as a top guy yeah on that's the true brand.
1: but you know I mean look at Austin Aries some guy who's definitely built up a repertoire for a long time one of the top guys and one of his main reasons for leaving WWE, one of them was the fact he did not want to be only on 205 live and NXT once in a while he wanted to be on the major brands and I think Which he got sour I mean what no, go ahead. Go ahead. I think he got sour over time because he really thought he'd be at Raw or SmackDown or, you know, even WrestleMania, he was pushing, you know, push up the card. His his match didn't make WrestleMania on the DVD. You know, it's kind of like, I just, I mean, and also more rumors behind it. They're saying, this is a long time ago too. They're saying Vince McMahon and a lot of the guys in the locker room do not like Enzo in real life. No, um, they such, don't. And so on top of that, they're saying Vince is probably doing this as like a, nail in the coffin kind of thing. He's going to send him to 205 Live to help the brand or to help NXT. He'll be the lead guy, but I don't think Enzo will be happy in the long run.
0: Well, and to be honest, Enzo's kind of – this goes back again to what Corey Graves was saying on the Bring It to the Table from Monday mm-hmm. was that Enzo is his own worst enemy because the same way he reacts on TV, the same way he acts there is what Corey Graves said is that that's how he acts – um, oh really? On a on a Wednesday, which that's understandable. How that can yeah, that's, get annoying, that's
1: annoying as it's... hell, though.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, come on, it's like I mean, I can barely stand we... you. You know? Do what? What, I'm just <laughs> what were you saying? Uh, you have to learn when to drop the character. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You have to go from being um, this larger than life character, and you have to learn the boundary of when to turn it on and when to turn it off.
1: Oh, yeah, and if I had the Backstreet Boys sound clip, I'd definitely play Larger Than Life, but I didn't. So.
0: Yeah, I, I know, that's, that's one of my favorite Backstreet Boys songs, just saying. Was, but <laughs> anyway. anyway, I digress, and we move forward. Yeah. Um, yo, I think, I don't think it would be a demotion, as you know, Austin Aries put it, because this, is, this, again, goes back to somebody not necessarily believing in their own hype, because I'm an Austin Aries fan. I watched him in TNA, and he, he was world champion there. And he's definitely capable of world champion caliber. Um, the thing with Ares, though, is I think Ares was expecting things yeah. to move a lot quicker. And I think more so of what, what did it for him and what killed it for him was that since he didn't win the Cruiserweight title at Mania, mm-hmm. then he went on to have this long feud with Neville for... for Which uh, was pretty damn good. It was a very good view. I mean, it was that was the really best view that Two Hundred Five Live has
1: had. Yes, definitely. Its
0: um, so that being said, um, one of the things that also was brought up on that same edition of bring it to the table was they they, they brought up the fact that people have called Two Hundred Five Live, you know, a demotion for your character. But JBL retorted back and was like, "Was it a demotion for Neville?" neville who well, was put it's, on the show. out of like,
1: all the guys one or two stars are making it to me it's a demotion
0: well and it's so a lot of people feel that way but here's for me 205 live can still have a chance to be good um enzo could be a part of that because he's definitely a charismatic guy and if you put him on that show where he fits into that caliber and he brings more eyes to that product and that's, what they're, that's what they're saying that he's going to try to do but I think another person that would benefit even more from putting him on 205 Live, and actually, in my opinion, could have a freaking amazing ooh, ooh, feud. Ooh, ooh. Sorry, I know I was I was waiting for your thing. Calisto <laughs> uh, would be brilliant to put on 205 Live. Yeah, because he fits their, He fits that that cruiserweight standard even more so. Because in my opinion, if they were to build him correctly. He could be the next Ray Mysterio.
1: He should be by now. <laughs> I, I agree. But what that's other true. what other Mexican high flyer has it with a mask or in general luchador cruiserweight kind of style is actually standing out right now? I don't. Th- you know, I can't think of anybody.
0: No, no, there there isn't. There isn't anybody that I can. Think and that's of.
1: why they have him there still.
0: Which is which is fine. I mean, everybody needs their niche, you yeah. know. Oh and- yeah. And, and I think, honestly, because I think a Kalisto-Neville feud would be, would be something that people could get behind, too. Yeah. Because I, I they're both fast-paced workers. Uh, Kalisto is very well at the high-flying game, as is Neville. Um, Neville, of course, can bring more of the ground style, which I think the best thing about that feud would be Neville wanting to slow down Kalisto because what if Kalisto just happens to be the guy that's a little bit faster and agile than he is. So instead, uh, why go to the why go to the high flying route? Because Neville has a good ground game too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that that's a good storyline that you can build off of that.
1: We're speaking of people that could do better, or people that are, I guess, they're good, but they could raise that area. You know, I don't. Something about the Usos lately
0: has really drawn me towards them. Yes. Usos have been straight fire recently. Man,
1: I like did not like them at all when they were like face Usos. I like, never really liked them at all. And now I'm like something about them it feels like they finally found their real characters.
0: I think I think what it is is they finally have gotten comfortable.
1: Yes. Because
0: I think what happened with with the whole face the face time, if you will, no pun intended hmm. Um I think what happened with that was um, you had, you had a great team because let's not take anything away from them. They are a very good tag team.
1: Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah.
0: But you have a team that came out wearing the colorful ensembles, the face paint, having to play the good. And they guy did it was. for a
1: long, long time.
0: They did, and you gotta, and people gotta remember they originally came into WWE as heels. Like they were. That's with, true. They, I forgot. They were associated with Tamina of all people was their manager, and. You know they came in with the heat momentum, but they had such a hard time getting up off the ground as a established tag team that once they got there, I think w w e was too scared to turn a team that went from being virtually nobodies to becoming face paint wearing guys, which they were like, "Ooh, uh dollar signs, marketing, kids, they got oh it. yeah, got face paint, we got all kinds of stuff definitely come from this." So then you take that team, and you completely do an about-face, and you turn them. It's the same logic with John Cena, only now, at this point, it would, be, it would be dumb to turn Cena heel at this point. Because, unfortunately, every time that they had the opportunity, they hesitated. In and they, case, like, teased us. Yeah. In this case, though, they didn't hesitate with the Usos, because they knew that the Usos were becoming a tired act. People were already getting sick of them once the brand split took place. Mm-hmm. So they were like, okay, we need to take – I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it went the route of we need to try something different with these guys. And even for a while when they first went heel, they were not that good. Like I was still not yeah. that interested in them, but it's when you gave them a mic and you allowed them to be a little bit more free, it, that's I, it when they feel, opened It
1: up. feels like a way more polished like Crime Time.
0: Very, to a degree, but the because they're is, like kind
1: of rapping now. And they're doing really, like they, I kind of like this whole like it, this Thursday's or yesterday's, or it was kind of sucked the little rap thing they had, but all in all, it's been pretty good. Come well, like on, what I was going
0: to say to that was, uh, I wouldn't even, I, I think the Crime Time reference might be a, a little good there, but mm-hmm. the difference between the Usos and Crime Time was that the Usos are a team you can actually take seriously. That's where I think Crime Time, unfortunately, because I was a fan of them. But if you recall, all the vignettes for Crime Time and everything, they were all extremely funny. So they became more of a comedy act as opposed to being a team that you could take seriously. So it really derails your momentum when you're a team that's brought in to be like that comedy figure because nobody's going to take you seriously because of that. So when you have the Usos who now have had the experience that they've had and now you actually throw... Uh, both of them into that bad guy role it now gave them an opportunity to be like okay we already know we're a good team but now we need to work on our characters and the characters are showing through like nobody's business I mean that little stunt that they did on Tuesday where uh, they did the New Day's uh, entrance the original yes. uh, like the, the little line yes. was so good I, like, I thought, I thought it was, I'd thought
1: say a great feud between the two
0: I, th- I think Uh, after this match that they had at battleground because the one at money in the bank i think fell really flat as opposed to what people expected but this one that they had at battleground for the titles where they changed hands i think it really got people's interest so now they're and they're doing the right thing they're building off of that momentum and they need to and they're it's almost that whole theory of striking when it's hot you know what i'm saying and that's exactly what I think WWE is doing now. Is they are letting two really good teams go to work. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I'm excited for it all. Hopefully they too- keep. Hopefully they keep going and don't backtrack on them. It, it's just one of those things. They like see a little tiny speck of like, I don't know, something, and they pull back on characters. I don't know what it is. They like, get afraid real quick.
0: Yeah. Like, like. Go ahead. No, no, you go. I was going to say another uh, – I was going to bring into another feud, but if you have another point to make to it, no, no, no. I'll, I'll no, let no. you say that before you bring it up. Got gotcha, bro. I personally am really – I'm still – I know it's still at the beginning phases, so it's taking a little bit, but I still have really high hopes for this Balor-Wyatt feud that's about to pop off. Um, I. Everybody knows where this is going to lead to. We all know what's going to happen at SummerSlam at this mm. point. You know, which it's, again, we're still at the beginning phases. We're still, we still have three weeks before SummerSlam. So you still have a lot of time to build this thing to where it's like, okay, is Bray Wyatt going to unintentionally summon the demon? You know what I mean? Which that's the route they need to go. In in my opinion, the way that this needs to play out is that Instead of Finn Balor telling him that I need to go to a place in order to face you, Bray Wyatt needs to be the one who unintentionally summons the demon, you know, provokes him enough Ooh. or or does what like I can see that. Like he, he just pushes him too far to the point where he accidentally triggers the wrong button, you know what I mean?
1: But like, would you really want something along br- those lines. Would you really want another feud where Bray Wyatt is kinda of scared of his opponent?
0: No, and I don't think it would be a necessarily a feud where he's scared of him. I think it's more so of a oh crap, what okay. did I unleash? I just made it, I just made this a lot more difficult. It's not showing weakness in him; it's just being like okay, because right now the Balor that we have is the Balor Club. It's the leader of the Balor Club. You know what I mean? But we all know that comes SummerSlam, and they've already shown glimpses of it from this past Monday with the lights. You know when they went down and you heard the heartbeat. Yeah. Um, they're they're leading towards the demon maybe it's just
1: taz return
0: stop stop that i get we've been gone for two weeks but stop it
1: so here's a problem i looked up today i looked up um the programs I used to have my old computer if anybody used to listen to our old podcasts or old episodes years ago which are still available on soundcloud um i used to have a soundboard and I could have all these sounds and things and all this crap I did hours before we started, but for some, like, you know, like little black Blackstreet Boys or Taz sounds or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, 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 but yeah. But I cannot freaking find that program again, so I'm like, I feel like I'm always just, like, naked here. I want to, like, do so many little voices and sounds, but can't do it.
0: <laughs> That's okay. We'll we'll get to that point.
1: But I love annoying you. It's fun. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> all right, Fre- continue.
0: You freaking jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... Another thing that I just want to say, did you watch NXT? Some of it. Okay. Um, just because of what I've read and from what we've seen on NXT, I'm telling you, Ring of Honor, the influence of ROH, is shining through like it always seems to do. Um, just because, I mean, we had Kyle. Did you see the, the match with Kyle O'Reilly and Alex no. in Black yet? No. Dude. He's good? You're is it good man you're gonna you'll love it just do me a favor once we finish uh finish tonight go watch it
1: i gotta edit for an hour after after so yeah <laughs> maybe tomorrow
0: either way <laughs> you, you need to, you need to do yourself the favor and take the time to watch it and it's it's worth it it was good but not just that but mm-hmm. kyle o'reilly's tag team partner bobby fish who debuted two yeah. weeks prior he's in there uh, Donovan Dijak, who is a Ring of Honor guy, has uh, already given his notice that he will not be taking more indie bookings. I think after the end of either this weekend or the following, so he's expected to sign with WWE. And this guy is like a six foot eight, six foot ten guy. It just—I mean—if you want to—if you want to do your research and see what this guy is like and what WWE sees in him. Just go look up uh, Donovan Diejack on YouTube, and you'll get all of your answers. Um, he is—he's a phenomenal talent for a guy his size. Um, I think, if anything, a great comparison to him would be Mike Awesome. If anybody remembers who Mike Awesome is, he's dead. He is a, really, you had to go that route. He's dead. He is, but why did you have to go that route?
1: I'm just saying he's dead. I was just I'm trying confused. to
0: keep a positive influence into there, besides he's dead.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: I know you are, but I'm just saying too. Anyway, he was the he was the heavyweight who moved like a cruiserweight. Yeah. Like it's he's the Donovan Dijak is pretty much I mean the I same would consider
1: Bam Bam thing. Bigelow more heavyweight than a cruiserweight. No. I no. miss Bam Bam. He's dead too, by the way. I forgot that, you ass.
0: Well, you started. It. You're such
1: an ass. Kill you the mood. It. You killed the freaking mood.
0: Whatever, you did it first. Uh, I'm just
1: kidding. Uh, <laughs> Turnabout's
0: fair play. So.
1: so, another fun thing I want to talk about is today, Paige was actually on um, the podcast, whatever, with Bully Ray and whatever. No,
0: she's, uh, she's sleeping right next to me.
1: Uh, funny. His girlfriend's name Paige. If you wonder what he's saying. <laughs> okay, so Paige actually talked about today that she's going in for her last CAT scan or approval, and then she's going to be headed back to WWE. Do mm-hmm. you think WWE really even wants her at this point, or are they going to even use her when she's cleared?
0: That's that's something that uh, I talked to my friend Robbie about. Robbie, yeah, yeah. He uh, he asked me that same thing, and I told him. I said honestly. I, I don't know. Can you imagine
1: like being in Boston or one of those hardcore arenas where the fans are like chant nasty stuff?
0: uh, Well, I don't know because this is this is why I say it can go either way. Um, Yeah, obviously the the sex tape leak is still you know would be on the hardcore fans' mind, Um, but at the same time. This is the same fan base who loves Paige. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they res- they respect her background. They yeah. Respect yeah. her pedigree. Um, she comes from wrestling family, so it's not like she's just some uh, model that they picked up out of a out of some diva search like back in the day, who they taught how to wrestle. Yeah.
1: It's not like that. some like porn star trying to switch. Oh, never mind.
0: Right. It was it was a situation <laughs> was of joke. she Sorry. she was a woman who in her own private time filmed some very private footage and somebody hacked her phone and leaked it, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's not her fault, you know what I mean? That's totally not anything she did on purpose, so so I think she's been gone for so long that I think she'll actually be embraced and welcomed back by people because they know that she's actually a very good female wrestler, and actually the roster could benefit from her being back.
1: So, what do you think oh, that's true? So what do you think about them saying and her and Paige's brother saying that Alberto Del Rio is basically doing or El Patron is doing everything he can to get Paige fired?
0: It wouldn't surprise me because apparently from all these reports as well, he's a control freak um, which they both are. Well, I don't know if they necessarily... She said it today
1: in the she said today in the podcast too.
0: Well, and here's the thing is that this goes back to uh, her brother was saying it, that he, she's currently with a manipulator who's a yeah. troll freak, things like that. It, has he – I'm not making any accusations, but has he, in other people's mind, brainwashed her to accept responsibility for all the bad that's gone wrong? Like literally saying like she's the fault for everything when it really could be he's at fault for some stuff too? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's another form of uh, men, uh, mental abuse that is very common in relationships like that.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's good point. So um,
0: it's it, that in and of itself is a drama situation that I, I wish would have never happened for either one of them. Because yeah. honestly, Del Rio is a, is a he's a great wrestler. At he the is. End of the day. Um, and Paige is, too, but. It's almost. I think. I think their relationship, from everything that's been publicized about it, they're oil and water. They just, honestly, they they don't mix and they're trying to mix. You know what I'm saying? I, I personally think that's that's there. I don't know their lives personally. Obviously, none of us really do, but I think that's kind of. I don't want to. I don't want
1: to stay on this new to, or next topic too much because I think a lot of our fans don't listen or don't. Hang it, don't uh tune into New Japan too much, but um, I'm getting kind of tired, sorry. Um, no, so with uh, Stone Cold actually pointed out in a recent interview or whatever it was that Kenny Omega is literally the next big thing. Most of us yeah. know this and think this, but it was pretty cool to hear Stone Cold say that and give like recognition to Kenny Omega.
0: Yeah, I actually listened to the podcast. Oh, you did uh, that? Yeah, with Jim Ross, that's where he was talking. That's what it about. was, yep. Yeah. And uh, it was first off, if I know that we're our own podcast too, but some of my favorite podcast experiences have been with Stone Cold. Um, like I, I love some of the interviews that he does and especially this one with JR because they're two really good friends who just shoot the breeze and it's, it's a great podcast. So if you get a chance to go check out Stone Cold's podcast with JR, please go do so. It's worth the listen. Um, and it's uncensored. So, <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, yeah. Austin was like, you know, and and he, he all the points that he made are very valid. Um, Kenny's got the look, he's got the charisma, he has a different type of promo skills that haven't really been seen since Jake Roberts. In my opinion. well, I'm sorry, I would I would Jake Roberts. His, uh, well, I was gonna say Jake Roberts because he he talks he talks very quietly. Oh, he, does, he doesn't need to to yell. He doesn't uh, need to scream. Yeah,
1: Kenny Omega yells too. <laughs> Well, that's what
0: I was about to say. Bray Wyatt kind of already uh, – kind of lives in that same type of shadow with Jake Roberts in this style of promo. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kenny Omega is right there with him. His, there's just something that's enigmatic about him. You know what I mean? He's He's got the athleticism we already know, so he can hang in the ring. There's mm-hmm. no question there. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. I just think it, it's Stone Cold said it, and I agree 100% with what he said. Um, WWE would have to let him – they would have to let him grasp the reins a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, give him free reign on his character. Like, yeah. let him talk himself. Don't write his promos. Don't script him because he doesn't need it. You know what I mean? And, I and, agree. And I, I am not a fan. The more the more I hear about these scripted promos, the more and more I I really start to dislike WWE and their style because the more you script people – the less authentic it becomes, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It it's it's hard to really invest in that because at the end of the day, despite the fact that this is sports entertainment, these people are athletes at the core. So, no offense to athletes, but for the most part, athletes are not actors. You know what I mean? They don't. Yeah, they don't. That's true. They don't but characters.
1: They kind of, in this in this realm, they kind of
0: have to be. Uh, right, I, I get that, but the, even you can even you can attest to this, because we've seen it for so long. As a matter of fact, I would throw Shelton Benjamin in this category. He sucked. Be- well, I was about to say this. On promos. Not sucked, but Shelton Benjamin is a perfect example of a guy who has every athletic ability you could potentially have for the perfect wrestler, but he has the charisma of a stale cookie. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, Granted, his his gold standard character helped bring out a little bit more of it, but when you watch uh, Shelton Benjamin in his promos and the way he delivers them, he's very fast paced. He doesn't really slow down. He's exactly to a, almost to a degree of what Roman Reigns was when he was with the Shield. The guy didn't slow down. He didn't really emphasize. And as I always give an example of what I mean by this. When he used to say, believe in the S.H.I.E.L.D., it was, believe that, and believe in the S.H.I.E.L.D. You rush through it. Why?
1: Yeah, but you know what? You know? That became a
0: catchphrase. It, it did, but, I mean, that was the catchphrase anyway. But the fact is, is when you compare, when you go back and watch those old S.H.I.E.L.D. promos between with Reigns, Ambrose, and Rollins, oh, yeah. it's so, like... Man, this guy just got the luckiest card in the book because Since we're he sucks kind of on problems. a
1: shield thing, let's go next was, topic. That's Real quick kind of topic. Why I
0: was segueing it.
1: He <laughs> did a good job because yeah. all I got to say is
0: burn it down. Dude, I actually walked into Paige's house today and I said, Tell me this would not be like the perfect theme song for somebody <laughs> like me because, <laughs> that's, yeah, that that's, little addition to his. To I his know, entrance, man.
1: Those are the little freaking things that make an entrance that much better.
0: Yeah, and the thing that that caught my attention too, and I really wish that they would use it. Uh, have you heard Downstate? Uh, downstate. Everybody version keeps everybody in
1: there keeps talking about that. No, I haven't.
0: I personally did not like it the first time I heard it, um, and I first listened to it about five weeks ago. It's been on my iPod now for the last three weeks, <laughs> and I and I play it at least once a time t- uh, once when I'm at the gym. It's Dude,
1: that, but it like. Uh, it like really made me I've always always liked Seth Rollins, always. I've always liked his um interest music. But yeah. something about that like gave it a little more persona, a little more like it's him.
0: Well and and I'll send a video to you when we finish this too. So are you naked? See. No. Oh, no naked. Yeah. That's for that's for only personal viewing and an actual view, man. I don't <laughs> do that via internet for you oh, okay. You know that. <laughs> anyway, why you disso- why you why are you dissolving our, our Personal lives like that, man. <laughs> I do, they man. Supposed to you, know gotta, that. you gotta live.
1: You gotta live. Uh, put your put your person on. I don't know. Whatever. Continue.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, the joke went a little <laughs> yeah, too far. Too much. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I'll send you. I'll send you the video. But um, there, there was a video of it because I enjoy, As weird as this sounds, I enjoyed it so much that I wanted to listen to it, uh, even over their stupid ass commentary during it. Um, I wanted to listen to it while I was at the gym one day and uh when i was watching the video and it starts the theme music you get the initial pop from people like if you if you again you'll and that's like a
1: secondary pop
0: well yeah you'll see it when i send you the video and you'll hear it mainly but they cheer when his music starts and then as it keeps going and it's supposed to get to that part that used to be blank up until this past monday yeah you can hear the cheers start to die down and then the second you hear the burn it down, all of a sudden people just started erupting. I know. And when he walked out, he had a bigger pop at that point. it was like, I know, I was like, man. Yeah, I was like, and it, and it even gave me goosebumps. When oh, I yeah, because I, like, I was like, whoa. I was like, that that just went to another level.
1: Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I was like, man. Um,. Let's go. Let's get, I like this. Keep going on different topics and try different things. Well, no, I, oh.
0: I actually want to stay on the Shield a little bit oh. here because this is going to be one of my topics. No. Do you think? Do you think we're looking at a Shield, a full-on Shield reunion here in the next few weeks? Because there's, already, it's already well, room that they're going to go with. The I mean, if
1: they're, they're not going to push Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, I can see that. After well, after, after I'm SummerSlam, what they, sorry
0: after. I'm saying, what if they do? Like, what if? What if? Rollins and Ambrose I think they should because
1: Rollins is falling out right now they're not putting him in any main storylines Dean Ambrose could absolutely use it
0: oh he would be the one that benefits the most god
1: you never know this could slingshot Dean Ambrose back into stardom again
0: it could but you would everybody knows at this point if the shield were to reunite now yeah that this would not Ambrose who was looked at as the leader when they first came on is not the leader like it yeah. was Roman Reigns would be the leader. No if, ands, no, or buts I think it.
1: that's what it could be interesting. They're probably have some like back and forth.
0: Well, and what I was gonna bring up for that is uh, what if after SummerSlam we get Rollins and Ambrose as tag team champions and Reigns as universal champion.
1: Ooh, that'd be nice.
0: Okay and here's here's the other question. Would they keep them face? Or would they actually kind of pull a little bit of the trigger I think and turn the heel?
1: Yeah, I mean, if they did, I think more interesting.
0: I honestly think they would, they should keep them face. Like this is This, really? is, what this is why I say this though. Mm-hmm. When did the Shield break up? Like, what point in their career did they break up? When they were at the highest and were fan like fans, they finally turned them face that very year. That, so they only had a quote-unquote face run from WrestleMania 30 and the lead up to that until June after Payback. Yeah, so you only had four months of this team. Not even actually not even four months. You only had three months of a full face Shield crew. So you really didn't even get that much value out of what it would have been like if you would have kept the faction together as good guys. What if you kept them all as good guys this time around?
1: Ooh, I don't know. Cause people already hate Roman reigns enough, which would, it which like, would lead to again, the
0: shield. Does that bring people back to Roman side? You Know what I'm saying? I don't
1: know. Yeah. That's a hard, that's uh, a hard I one. Think
0: it, I think it's something they should explore. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, I would
1: think to turn him heel just because people want to see Roman Reigns heel by now. He acts like a heel. He doesn't care what people think. He barely caters to his fans that like him. At least Cena likes to cater to the boys and girls. Uh, even – oh, I'm sorry. Even – you know what I'm saying? Like Cena and the ring will cater to people that like him. Roman Reigns doesn't even cater to anybody. He acts like he's the lone guy in there. You know what I mean?
0: Which, I mean – it's, that's good and bad very depending on how you look at it. You know? Yeah. It's very it's very not and when I say this I don't want people to take it as and this is who I'm comparing him to, but just the way that he's going about it is very stone cold esque from back when he first came into WWE. He was the anti guy. He was he wasn't meant to be a good guy. He wasn't he was a dick, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was oh, yeah. meant to be a straight up ass and and he was but fans because it was that time it was that period of time in that generation where it was cool Nation. to be the rep, Sorry. Yeah. you know so he was a character that was supposed to be the epitome of a bad guy ended up being the exact epitome of a good guy at that time yeah so he's kind of going that same approach of he's not he's not really for the fans but he's not against them either he's just more so of i'm a guy that's here to do business and that's it you know and i don't think there's anything wrong with that
1: yeah So it doesn't say i mean it'd be interesting to see like a face shield i guess they could go that route but i would just assume they would do healy things but i guess since triple h is not controlling them anymore
0: it, it, i mean you never know i mean it's it's there's there's so, so many different. This is something so I got many to many tell you techniques.
1: too, before, before before I forget about it, man. I've been thinking about for a long time. We're talking about Triple H and control, and I thought about this. Did you see about a week ago WWE uh, on their Facebook and other social media sites? They actually wished Big Papa Pump a happy birthday.
0: They've been doing that with a lot of former talent. I know, but Big Papa out though, out of all of them, yeah, I know. That's Somebody the worst. of The worst.
1: People were commenting saying whoever posted this should be fired because, like, Big Bob Pump's constantly knocking on WWE and Triple H and everything, you know? I was pretty surprised.
0: You know, I was thinking,
1: is he coming back? You know?
0: No, but honestly, I'm not really surprised by it at all because, and I I think this is actually Triple H's influence too because um, he brought back guys like the Ultimate Warrior and things like that. Um, Yeah. I think it's a situation of WWE not wanting to completely burn bridges. You know, um, I think really the only guy at the moment that we can actually say doesn't really have a bridge to walk on with WWE right now is CM Punk. Um,
1: Which there is so much rumors till this day. I mean, there is there is so many rumors. Like like major websites carry the rumors, not some stupid like just you know online Facebook Twitter stuff. Like major websites keep reporting how, uh, I what was the major one? It was about a week, two weeks ago. Wrote about like it. he was
0: on this. He's on the SmackDown advertisement yes, for Hulu. I actually wrote about
1: that part, and I got a lot of people like you know talking about it. And it's just crazy. Like, are they doing those things to fill the water to create no, the, to it, create the chatter?
0: Well, and uh, no, I don't think that at all. Because honestly, I think it, that's a Hulu thing. Because if
1: yeah, you,
0: if you're if well, some people may know this um, if they have an Apple TV, but um, especially if it's a fourth generation one, but the Apple TV, the SmackDown advertisement for the show is the picture of Edge in the background yeah. applying, uh, applying some type of submission hold. So I know, I but here's the thing. Really... The
1: thing that sparked it all is Hulu responding and saying they were just recently sent this artwork to put on there.
0: If they were, to, if they did have that sent to them by WWE, um, I don't know what in the yeah. world they would be thinking. I'm like, <laughs> so yeah. Whoever now, whoever put that advertisement together should be fired. Yeah. Because WWE at this moment in time doesn't want anything to do with CM Punk, and vice versa. Punk doesn't want anything to do with them either. You know what I mean?
1: I don't know. That's, to me, it's like it just benefit. Like it would just benefit Punk. I know it he's would, like but
0: I just don't get really punk. Down. I know he's like
1: I don't know what his deal is though because he has so many fans. It's if he could like not have a big head about himself, the fans are the thing he should be going for. They're the they're the reason he lives in his freaking four-story apartment in Chicago. They're the reason he can fly around and do things cuz people spent money in to see him on his tickets and to sales and t-shirts and different things. It's like I'm not saying you have to go to WWE, but he doesn't like even talk about really or cater to any of the wrestling fans anymore. Kind of sad. It,
0: well, it's it, it's sad, but at the same time, I mean, none of us can actually say that we know what it would feel like to be in CM Punk's shoes, where we have a company who is constantly telling you, "Oh, you're not meant to succeed, or you're not going to succeed." Or yeah, but uh, to me, it's like hoo. You had the title, it's, it's, you had the title not, so
1: long, you had the title so long. That's not true anymore. I mean, well, you had the major freaking the WWE title for that long,
0: what, second or third in history, right? Um, I believe it is now the uh, the third in okay, history. Okay, so you're telling
1: that. me somebody like CM Punk bitches and complains about that stuff, but somebody like Kofi Kingston, Shelton Benjamin, these kind of guys who really deserve a title run, they're the ones who never really pushed. At least they thought some, something of CM Punk where they gave them those historical facts. It just, it just, I don't know. We're obviously in the wrong way though. When I hear him like talking crap all the time and different things, especially back in the day, it's like they trusted you somewhat, obviously.
0: Yeah. But again, this goes back to, I, I kind of see his argument. Too. Yeah. I mean, it's, I do too. It's just annoying. It's, it's not though. And it's, and the reason I say it's not annoying yeah. is because the only thing I can say is you have to, you really have to try to put yourself in his shoes and think of yourself in the same predicament. Because a lot of people said the same thing you did. It's like, you're making, you're making a lot of money, and you're doing something that you've loved since you were a kid, what's the problem? Okay, well, I get where he's coming from when he's like, okay, well, here's the problem. A, you're not paying me enough adequately because you have so many other guys that are your quote-unquote top stars that are you getting- you do know a,
1: a big part of their money is off their merch sales
0: there is and it's like he said before somebody somebody made a comment to him like on twitter and he was like he was like oh but you but you made millions off your sales yeah well guess what i should have made 10 because the fraction that they get of percentage wise um, from their merchandise do you know sales- who that
1: falls on that falls on sam yeah. punk not being a good business person business guy hiring somebody smarter than him to do those things because when you re- him, no. renegotiate your contract and stuff
0: no, I what don't happens. know about that because there's a that actually will help lead into the, the GFW topic that I want
1: to. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Let's I'll, let's uh, let's go into that because a lot of people are tired of CM Punk. I just yeah. got in a little rant. Let's go to GFW. Oh, okay.
0: Well, I'm I'm not tired of Punk, but I'm. Not well, no, no, I'm tired
1: of Punk. It. I'm talking about the whole coming back, not coming back. You know. Oh yeah,
0: I just I'm sick of that because I'm like, guys, he's not coming back for at least a while. I know, but every time I see life. something,
1: hey, I know I'm going off a little bit, but I do like CM Punk a lot. I just kind of wish he would just get it over with and come back.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people do, but you know what? I think it's one of those things where we're going to be waiting a long time for
1: that. Yep. When he's not um, in shape, or he can't do it anymore, or he can't live to what we used to think of him.
0: Yeah, and and I and I honestly don't think that will even be the case then. I think when he if he does come back, try doing the, the GTS
1: when you're like sixty years old.
0: Right. <laughs> I mean. Right. Uh, I mean, he might. You never know. Yeah, that's true. Um, but no, that goes with the GFW stuff that I was that I read about because. Aside from the fact that GFW pisses me off when it comes to the Hardy situation, like to the point where I have not even wanted to watch their show. Like, that's... <laughs> that's, that's bad. Like, well, that is, but it's not even now just that that makes me want to boycott them, but the way they're <laughs> screwing over the Oh, talent, yeah. Everybody's talking about it. Yeah, it's it's stupid. I mean, they're trying to sign exclusive deals with yep. all these talents, Yep. but here's, here's the catch, is that they... They, GFW, the company, is going to get a 10% royalty fee off of their merchandise sales that they, the wrestlers, sell themselves, even when they're not at GFW tapings or anything like that. And then on top of that, any merchandise that GFW makes in regards to any kind of likeness of their characters or whatever, they are not even going to pay them for that merchandise.
1: And guess who's so, in charge of all these new things that are pushing?
0: Yeah, Anthem for one thing. But what really pisses me off about it is the two men who are wrestling loyalists, or loyalists who are letting this happen. And I'm talking Jeff Jarrett and Dutch Mantel. Mm-hmm. Like, why in the hell are you letting these new owners do that to the boys because you are screwing you are directly screwing them in their face like i don't think if some people don't understand exactly what that means let me cut it into simple basic terms for you okay this is basically apples and oranges you're actually making a plan to sell apples to this one person yeah you you strike up a contract with them saying that i'm going to sell my apples to you Okay, but let's say you're an independent contractor. You can do business with other grocery stores. But what these contracts are
1: saying is you
0: are exclusively going to sell. No, I'm not. You're going to exclusively sell your apples to this company and this company only. And then we're going to slap our brand onto your apples but we're not going to pay you for, uh, anything extra for providing your services to us.
1: Which that's is that's
0: highway robbery. Yep. Like blatantly, that is to your face. You're taking money directly out of my pocket for one, and then you're not even going to give anything back to me once you put my name, my face, my likeness in any way, shape, or form. The sad part is, you never progress.
1: know though if it works for them. I can see like other companies doing it too,
0: but you know why GFW is doing this? To milk because as much money as they can. Because they can afford it themselves.
1: Yeah, to milk as much money as they can before they sell it over again to somebody else or to drop it.
0: Either that or they're they are that in dire strait to get money yeah. that this is the only way they can do it by screwing over their talent. Yep. Because they're basically saying the talent's gonna fund the show.
1: Yeah. Which that's not how it should be. No. It should be your ticket sales, your merch sales, your, I mean, a lot of things. Appearances.
0: Yeah, everything. Live ticket sales, like you said. uh, DVD sales. sales, Yeah, DVD sales, merchandise sales. Everything that you are selling on behalf of that company, that's how you make your income. And then you distribute that amongst the talent, and then you distribute that amongst your product. You put it all back towards the product. You don't take the money away from the people who are serving your product to bring uh, notoriety to it. Oh, yeah. You know, a guy like Del Rio, for instance, he probably don't care. He can probably he probably
1: don't care. You're right.
0: He probably can afford that. Bobby yeah. Lashley, same instance. He probably can afford that. But you look at a guy like, for instance, um, Matt Seidel, who's there right now. You look at a guy like a Trevor Lee. I mean, yeah. besides Matt Seidel and his Evan Bourne run, would you know who he is? Yeah. Probably not. Well, you know. Uh, Trevor wrestling Lee.
1: Wrestling fans would. Maybe.
0: Right. Hardcore wrestling fans would. But the casual audience. You think somebody like Joe Blow down the street knows who Trevor Lee is?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody, Nobody's going to know that name. He's not a household name. But you're going to take money directly out of his pocket to fund your show. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me how that's fair. And oh then it's not. That, I mean
1: I've read i read this whole article about it and I was like, that is freaking like you said, it's highway robbery, man.
0: Yeah, at its at its finest yeah. and most blatant. And this sad because uh,
1: it's not like W E the guys aren't even making that much money.
0: Yeah. Well and then you know, the stuff with the Hardy situation, which some people are like, Oh my god, this Hardy situation will never What do die. you think about the awoken thing? I think that's a nice way to say fuck you. No offense to GMW, yeah. because if you can get away with, because they're they're technically not broken. Yeah, they're not doing broken. And here's and here's the thing. This is this is something that actually, of all people, Rebbe Hardy, actually liked this, and I tagged her in it on purpose, because oh, really? even she said it in a podcast interview she just did last week. So many of TNA's talent have gone to WWE. Eric Young, Bobby Roode. AJ Styles, just to name a few. Yeah. And they basically have used their same character in essence. AJ Styles, especially, who is using the P1 logo that was created during his TNA run. He's still using that exact same logo. Mm
1: -hmm. But you
0: don't see TNA coming after him, or I'm sorry, you don't see GFW coming after him now. Saying that, oh well, we have IP property on, on that logo because it's been used on our footage. Yeah. When, in all honesty, if they're if they're wanting to be this petty with the Hardys, they could do that with Styles too. That's true. You don't see them doing it. So that's, that's it's, a good point. It's like, what's so special about the Hardys that you're screwing them? Want,
1: like they just want to make the most money they can.
0: Yeah. No, they're wanting to take the most money. That they can away from these Hardys. and yeah, I completely, I completely think it's crap. And I personally, if I'm somebody who was in the wrestling business, or better yet, uh, I know I'm not like full, full fledged like, oh, I'm doing this as my career. But being a, a commentator on the indie scene at the moment, I'm telling you right now, if GFW ever approached me for doing a commentary gig for them, you wouldn't do it. I'd say, I'd say, fuck them. No. Yeah, and I'll tell Dude, you Dude,
1: no, if one of the, I, if one of the only major gone. companies besides no. ROH, WWE wants to come to you. that's,
0: A, that's who I would want to hold out for if not WWE is ROH. But mainly because, again, you're screwing your talent. Yeah. You're screwing the talent. So what makes, this is, what, this is another thing. What would make me think that I would be, a, I'm a talent at that point, right? Granted, I'm a commentator. I don't have merchandise or anything like that. But how like how are you going to pay me and what are you going to pay me? Yeah. Are you gonna screw me over too in some form or fashion? Why would I wanna do business with a company that's already screwing over the actual in ring performers? What does that mean that they would do to a guy like well, me? Well I
1: meant just like for your resume, you know, for the long no, run. No,
0: screw screw that. I don't care. I would not go work for GFW with the way that they're doing their talent. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know how far they're willing to go to screw someone over. It's true. So why would I even want to put myself and my reputation in jeopardy? Just because I want to get on TV? No. I'd rather go work for a company that actually respects and admires my talent and wants to imburse uh, uh, me for such talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. So no, I would never go work for GFW with the way they've got it structured right now.
1: What was I going to say about uh, getting kind of tired? Uh, let's probably make this one of the last topics. What do you think about uh, – oh, my dog is crying. What do you think about Brock Lesnar? Is he, Do you think he's going to leave or what? Do you think if he actually is going to leave in here after SummerSlam? Oh.
0: Uh, personally, no. Because no? oh. uh, WWE is a very solid contract. And unless Vince McMahon is going to shovel out the money – uh, for Lesnar to say, "Hey, listen, I want you to buy out my contract," which I feel like Lesnar would have that, that capability to yeah. say, "Hey, I don't, I don't want to work here anymore. Buy me out." Um, I do think that that's something that. Why would possible. Vince buy
1: him out if he's leaving?
0: Because Vince is stupid like that.
1: Sam, why would Vince have to buy Brock Lesnar out? Brock Lesnar is the one already going to get paid for being there, cool. so Lesnar would have to to either ask him to be released from his contract.
0: Which honestly, I think he could do that, and he wouldn't care because oh, okay. Lesnar has enough money. I, I see well, what you're yeah, saying that, I really right? think Lesnar is a company
1: own. guy. I, I know it's weird saying that, but I think Lesnar really loves WB and he keeps coming back for money. Yes, but he, he, you know, there's something deep down he loves the business.
0: It's a well, I don't think it's a it's a thing of he necessarily loves the business. Oh, and I and I say that I say that because think of I don't think the spotlight.
1: First, I mean, but the athletic part about it.
0: Well, you gotta go back to his first run with WWE to know that he doesn't really love the business because um, he quit after what, two years?
1: That's we'll true. say.
0: He quit after two years because the time on the road. But granted, now I completely understand this part. Maybe too. he likes it now. Well, it was his health also because he started getting addicted yeah. to painkillers, which I point. can understand you're wanting you wanna you want to try to do you want to try to take yourself out of the negative situation that's causing the problem so i completely uh, respect and admire that but i think he does it now because it's an easy schedule yeah he's he's hardly at any of the shows until pay-per-view time but at that yeah, same time yeah i my champion, statement earlier yeah yeah when you're champion though you screw over the show you know and honestly i think lesnar is at a point not just in his career but in his life Kind of like how Randy Orton is, where Randy Orton kind of rags about it every once in a while on Twitter,
1: mm-hmm. where he
0: can be like, "I have enough money, you know, I don't really, I don't really need to do this." You know what I mean? So
1: they all say that, could... and they all come back.
0: Oh yeah, because there are some, there are those guys who feel that way, but they because they're used to heads.
1: living in big houses, they're used to living in private jets, they're used to going doing fancy things with their family or their wives, and if you're not having income by the time you're Ric Flair's age, you're still having to do a whole bunch of crap.
0: Yeah, but I think we can safely say that Brock Lesnar is no Ric Flair.
1: No, <laughs> I'm talking about Randy Orton.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, Randy's contract doesn't expire for another three years, and yet he signed this contract back in, like, 2005. So, um, but Brock Lesnar, we already know for a fact, if he leaves WWE, it's it's almost a guarantee that he would be going back to UFC. So he'd be getting paid either way. Yeah. So I don't think Lesnar is in any way, shape, or form worried about income at this point.
1: Um let's see. What is one of the last topics you wanna to talk about? Before oh we end- let, me see. This?
0: let me look at my little Anything list you've been
1: one that you're holding back for a couple weeks now you're like, Oh I need to talk about that.
0: Oh, yeah, this is one that's actually made the rounds recently because of the budget cuts WWE's been doing. Um, the, do they have too many pay-per-views? Do they? Uh, that's what I'm asking you.
1: Well, they're actually, I read I read about this too, and they're saying they're almost, almost not ever going to get rid of the pay-per-view amount they're having because it would hurt the WWE Network sales.
0: Which I don't agree with you know and i think that's stupid that they would they wouldn't cut the pay-per-views down because i personally think they have way too many pay-per- Really? Okay. Yeah. And the and the, i mean that's only logic to see that because look at the Battleground pay-per-view. Yeah. That's i'm sorry that overall pay-per-view was uh trash. Like i the only good match on the entire show was the tag title match that opened the show.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs>
0: I mean, I tried
1: to watch most of it, but it was, it was hard. I was multitasking. It was. Whenever the, I start multitasking during a pay per view, usually means I'm not intrigued.
0: Exactly. And, the, and especially with the Punjabi prison, that, that match never needs to come back. <laughs> ever. Ever. Oh, it's the most ridiculous match and set yeah. of rules that I've ever heard. Um,
1: they but, uh, had some kind of like uh, article, too, about how nobody could even see the freaking match.
0: Yeah, because it was blocking most of the review or most of the view. Yeah. It was obstructing a lot of people's views. Oh yeah. Uh, but I I mean, here's here's my thing. When WWE first did the brand split back in the first time that they did it, what whatever happened to the concept of still keeping your 12 pay-per-views, but you make it to where there's a Raw pay-per-view one month and a SmackDown pay-per-view the next month.
1: That's a, I and I like that better honestly.
0: I do too. And here's why. Because it provides for more long term storytelling.
1: Yep, exactly. You, and that's the whole point of having two different rosters. Yeah,
0: and you At have least, a break. Yeah. You have a break between each brand. You know, like right now during the summertime, if we were still back in that time frame, the Raw pay per view would have been had in June and SmackDown's would have been July. Granted, SmackDown would have had a little bit more of harder work to build a matchup for SummerSlam. But you could have easily taken a feud from the end of May, used all of the month of June to help build it up, then used mid-part of July for your pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Then you have the match there. Then you have the rematch at the, I at the summer I think creative season.
1: just doesn't know how to keep a storyline that good for that long.
0: Either that's that or it's just the fact that we live in a society where people want things fast and quick and they don't want the yeah, longevity of the story. That's true time. too. Because I think that's a lot of the problem, too, is people want to rush things. I can like, agree with
1: that one, yeah. A lot of people do, actually.
0: And you and you see that there's a lot of long-term fans that, that shout that on social media. is like, man, why? Like, this feud can go on for X amount of time, or this can go for this, or yeah. whatever the case may be. AJ Styles, prime example, said it on Edge and Christian's podcast. He wants to do a long-term feud with Shinsuke Nakamura at some point. That's do you good. think WWE will do it? Probably not, because <laughs> they don't know how to do it.
1: Sadly, you're right about that.
0: Like they, they, per- I think they really have no idea anymore how to build long-term feuds, because everything the last, the last real feud I can really imagine done what- like two,
1: three months, but no more than that.
0: Well, actually, I was trying to think back to it. If you want, you can honestly make the argument. To say that the Bray Wyatt Randy Orton feud was a that's, long-term feud.
1: That's actually the very. That's actually the one I was actually going to point out because it's the most recent one I could think of.
0: Yeah, it started. Let's see, it started in October of 2016. Yeah. And ran from October, November, December, January, February, March, April, um, because I wasn't. The, was the payback pay-per-view in April or May? I want to say it was May. I want to say it was the first weekend in May. So eight months
1: yeah it
0: was eight month feud same amount of time of, <laughs> the only other feud that i think went that same somewhat distance if if not just i can couple, go the distance Sorry. right <laughs> if not a, if not a little bit maybe a little bit sooner yeah. i guess you can you can make the argument that kevin owens jericho story went that long um, so
1: i actually have, i actually had somebody else i cut you off I had somebody on Twitter ask me, uh, what the heck are they doing with Kevin Owens?
0: I, your guess you is kind of as good as mine at the moment.
1: <laughs> like, don't you think Kevin Owens should be the guy they're putting up there, be the top heel of the company?
0: Uh, but to they're be not. fair, I think he is a heel. I, I know, think he is a heel, but
1: they're not putting them... I think
0: he, t- I think he is them... the top
1: heel. I think he is too, but they're not putting them... He's not. He's not in that... He's just not up there to me. They're not pushing him enough to where I think they hold him high, that up there yet.
0: Well, here's here's the thing. Especially right now, being on SmackDown, um, Jinder Mahal right now Jinder. I think is still the project for SmackDown, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I think Jinder's done a very good job as champion. Oh yeah, Um Yeah, <laughs> don't hinder Jinder. Um, but Kevin Owens is a to me, at least in my opinion. He is the epitome of what a heel is, and more importantly, yes, he still does get cheers every now and then, but his boos are getting more and more by the passing weeks, because they have done the smart route, and they booked him against a strong face, because AJ Styles does not get booed. I mean, he has not gotten booed since, I think, since he's walked in the door, (laughs) so... You, That's you did true. WWE did the smart thing and they paired Owens up with styles. Now you've got Kevin Owens who is a guy that, which again, I found this funny when it was like a year ago or so um, he was walking out on an entrance and he made a little kid cry for some reason. And uh, because he made fun of the fact he was wearing a Roman Reigns t-shirt and said, <laughs> no, you keep that shirt on. Don't go waste your money and buy my shirt. But he was doing it in that, like, I don't want you to wear my shirt kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and the mom went on Facebook to complain about the fact that he was he was so rude. And it's like, you understand, you come to be a part of the show, right? Yeah. You know, this is what we grew up with. Like, if. I would love right? that. As
1: a fan, I'd be like, hell yeah, I love you. I love that you're staying in character for me.
0: Right. And it's more so if that had been us as kids. Which, I would
1: freaking be, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, we would have booed him even more. Exactly, we like, that's the whole point t- of being a true heel. Yeah, you're su- you're not supposed to be liked. You're not supposed to get cheered. You're not supposed to uh, cater to the kids in the audience. Mm-hmm. No, you're the one that's supposed to spit in their cereal in the morning before they eat it.
1: Well, I don't know about all that you know? stuff. I don't know about all
0: that, but yeah, it's a, it's just an analogy.
1: <laughs> just saying, I'm, man, you're to have fucking horrible kids.
0: I'm I'm just saying. I mean, that's what hey, a true heel. Be careful. To be. Yeah, sorry and he and it was so funny he responded to the lady on twitter by simply saying oh look somebody crying about me being about me doing my job <laughs> you know it was like stop trying to get a free t-shirt or something like that i think yeah. he said <laughs> and it was like yep that's that's it that's bravo great response i totally get it because it goes back to what we've talked about before on this show people cry and beg for the attitude era to come back and then when you finally have somebody who gives them that slight edge of attitude, now you want to cry wolf. Yep. Can't you you can't win for trying, man.
1: That's so true. I just feel like they're not pushing him enough. Do you don't feel that way at all? I feel that way, like they're not like I know it's with AJ Styles, but I just feel like he should be in the title picture more often.
0: You're talking about the guy who at this moment in time, I think. I mean, granted, I think maybe Brock Lesnar has surpassed him now. Yeah. But of the current moment I believe he is still the longest ever reigning universal champion.
1: Who? Oh, oh, Kevin Owens.
0: Yeah. Let's see. Lesnar won it Mania, which was in April. So April, May, June, July, SummerSlam will be August. He's been champ for five months. And Owens won it back in August of last year close to this time so august september october november december january yeah seven months really so at this moment he's still above lesnar for title reign wow so can you really say he's not been pushed properly guy was longest universal champion i mean like
1: he's not in the I mean, I got so pissed off when... He's not when, in the main title. Yeah, exactly. And when thing. Lesnar went over... on I mean, Triple H was always, almost always going for the title when he was at his peak. And sure. I think Kev, Kevin Owens right now... I'm not saying he's not, not at his peak or he's going to be finished with it. But he's at the point where he's a good age. He's not young for a wrestler. He's not young to be breaking out in the industry. He's not young by any means. Right. But I just think he has all... He's still new still to me. He still has... Good lines. He's still fresh to me, and they need to use him
0: before he gets like he uses all of his stuff up. I think I think you'll still get that. I think I hope you'll so. still get it. I think you're going to get exactly what you're wanting. But the thing with that, and you were using the Triple H analogy. Yeah. Um, I can't speak for you because I know I think Triple H is one of your all-time favorites. Oh yeah. I hated the fact that Triple H was always in the title picture back in the day really because it was annoying because it goes back to the whole. Why not let somebody else try? You kept throwing Triple H in that title picture all the time. Whether it was he always
1: did it in underhanded ways. D S would matter. help him. It just, doesn't matter. I love him. That's a true freaking heel. You hate him. You hate no, the fact that he keeps to, coming at the freaking title. That's you know, it's, it's why I liked it.
0: No, it goes back to the whole this is where your behind-the-scenes mind kind of takes over, and it's like, okay, we get it. Triple H is a top guy. We yeah. get it. Let him do other storylines to get other people on that level so that we have a variety of people. That was my biggest problem, especially when he had his world title run in 2003, which looking back at it, it was probably the best world title run since that championship's inception to the WWE brand Yeah, uh, because of the, the number of guys he faced. The number of title matches that he had it was probably uh, the best title reign for that specific title in the wwe brand um but that being said i hated it i hated how long he was champion for and then i hated it even more when he would always go back for it and somehow some way always would get it again and that goes back to the whole okay behind the scenes a little bit here i think somebody's doing a little too much politic in here
1: no, I mean, dude, in the history in the history of wrestling, good. in the history of wrestling, there's always been about four or five guys that usually hold the title within like a five or six-year span. Hulk sure. Hogan's, Macho Man's, well, not Macho Man, Hulk Hogan's, you know, um I'm trying to think of each, each era or each generation. Each era or each generation always had guys that would fall in and out of the title picture, but they would always be in, back in every year. Like yearly, you'd see... Hulk Hogan going for the title. Yearly, you'd see Triple H multiple multiple times a year going for the title. That's just how it was. Stone Cold, you like Stone Cold, right? He was always in title picture, always.
0: Yeah, but you know what the difference is between He was a face the three for of, you. I was gonna say, the difference between three of those guys as compared to Triple H, Triple H is a heel. So, you can't, you can't, you can't change things on, a little bit? You can't rely on one heel to do the work all the time. The funny you part is,
1: to. Triple H is like gonna go down one of the all times. You don't think so?
0: He's not a good heel, and I'm not saying he's not a good what? character. What? I'm not saying. Oh my god! Good. See,
1: Travis, I already finished making that picture on Rumbling Reality number forty, and I did all this crap. I can't go back and put Triple H on there and put a title for Triple H. Damn you! Don't get me started what? on this. I can go. You're gonna. You're gonna make me go what into. What are you it talking now. about? I already about? finished my descriptions, my picture, my podcast picture. I'm not, I don't have to freaking include Triple H on this if we're going to go into it.
0: Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not going into it. I just want to clarify. <sighs> I'm not saying that Triple H isn't good. Yeah. And I'm not saying that he's not one of the greats. What I'm saying is I don't like how, again, you want to use the Hogan, the Austin, yeah. Rock, those analogies. John Cena will throw in there too. Here's, here's the thing that I was trying to make my point. Those were all faces, and not only were they faces, they were faces of the company. Triple H has always been, for the most part, a dominant heel. But here's my thing. You have all those faces. You still need to add some more heels to that. You know what I mean? Let there be a good number of heels, too.
1: What do you think? Last, last thing we're going to say. I'm going to get the Triple H thing because if I go on the Triple H thing, it's going to be a long time going. <laughs> Do you think right now there's more, off the top of your head, more major faces or more major heels right now? The roster, current roster, raw and smackdown meshed together. What do you think there's more of? More faces or more heels?
0: Honestly, or I strong. think it's. A, I, I think right now you have. It's hard, isn't it? Well, no, because what I want to say is is gonna. I have to. I have to kind of have an explanation for it. That's fine. Um, there's a lot more. There's a lot more heels, and when I say strong heels,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm talking strong. about
0: strong heels in regards to there is a huge fan base that yeah. roots for the heel. I agree. And that's and that's not what you want. Granted, yes, I am one of those guys. Oh, oh,
1: yes, you're saying so. Basically, a face.
0: Well, yeah, they they try to make them a face. Like when the fans, fans fan base get behind you, you're a face. face that's and that's the thing is we don't live in that WWE but type that's of world anymore.
1: the name of it a face and a heel yes a heel is bad things but if you win the fans over and fans like you then a fan's perception of you is a face and then the good guy becomes a heel that's what I've always thought
0: but here's the thing and the, and this goes well, for bla G-
1: pissed everybody off even yeah. HBK wanted DX to get back together bam pedigree
0: yeah well Jericho is a prime example because Jericho is old oh, school yeah. to the if degree because if you recall when he went heel last year uh, with the AJ Styles thing and of course didn't turn face again until earlier this year God, stop.
1: Uh, sorry.
0: Jericho flat out said that he did not want merchandise like he did not want t-shirts with him at all because he was like a good guy or a, a bad guy is not supposed to sell merchandise that's true so it's like, that's,
1: but they got to make money. Always
0: go with. Yeah. That's where I always go back to it where it's like, I get that point. But it's a business though. It is at the, at the end of the day, WWE is a business, but I get his point. You know, when you're a bad guy, you shouldn't have merchandise to where people want to buy it. You know what I mean? The whole point is, is you want people to hate you. So why would they waste their money on you? Yeah. So I kind of go back to, but I, I'm kind of an old school mentality, I think. Cause I, I kind of, I get that and I like that, you know, I would be that guy that's like, no, I'm not going to have merchandise for you to buy because <laughs> you're not supposed to like me, you jackass. Exactly. You know? Well, Travis, this is probably
1: one of our longest. Don't episodes. say it. Don't say it. An hour and 15 minutes almost.
0: Yeah. We've done an hour and 30 before. We have? Yes, we have.
1: Dang. Good memory. I am shit. Um,
0: well, I know you're suffering from CRS.
1: Yep, I'm suffering from R, RRS Rams, whatever. CRS can't remember shit. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that one. Oh, good. Well, um, <laughs> uh, remember you can go to uh, rumblingrumors.com, find some awesome wrestling articles, some new wallpapers. I made, an, uh, made a whole bunch this week. Uh, you can go talk to me at WWE Ramsey on Twitter. You can You can talk to Travis on Twitter at
0: Travis underscore foul hark.
1: um remember to like or share or do hold whatever on, you hold want hold
0: on hold on hold on i'm going old school zach Ryder here what? like us on facebook <laughs> dramatic pause yep follow us on twitter go to our website and of course always take care and style your hair
1: Ooh, that was I, uh
0: i can't do spike because i don't have short enough hair for that anymore
1: <sighs> Alright, well, my dogs are barking. That means I need to go too. Uh, good episode. See you next week, next Friday morning. We'll be here for you. Uh, have a good one.
0: Late of Jaws.
1: Peace.